0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer
1: the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For Panther fans want to keep pounding. For the war for the war, 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 the war. The war, the war the ones who want an inside look at the vault? This, this is this, this, this is views from Pitch Street. Street. Now. Here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. It is a beautiful Friday, ladies and gentlemen, because courtesy of Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, this Sunday's matchup, Carolina on the road at Atlanta, is for control of the NFC South. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Friday Edition of the views from Mint Street Podcast, courtesy of Odyssey. And, of course, my name is Rob Brown, host of the award-winning Rob Brown Show in Greenville, South Carolina, right in the heart of Panthers country, joining me as he does every single week. My co-host, my partner in crime, the great one, Lonzo Reitzel, here as well. And, yes, folks, we are underdogs in this matchup. And, no, folks, I don't care I want the win. I want the divisional lead. Great to have you guys as we break down Carolina at Atlanta this Sunday, 1 p.m. at Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. And, you know, we, we've we said it a number of times and we'll say it again. So what a week we went from a fired head coach, a traded wide receiver, a traded star of the franchise and just how hard are we hitting the tank button to, hey, if we win Sunday, we lead the freaking division.
0: All right, so I'm going to drop some 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 wrestling lingo on here. And I know the majority of you people listening to this podcast are also wrestling fans because Whoa. absolutely, we about to be the ones, they about to be the twos. It is weird that Carolina could win Sunday and be leading The NFC South It's weird, but it's also a possibility.
1: Uh, It is absolutely a possibility. As mentioned, Vegas does not believe that that is the reality. We are four point underdogs on the road against Marcus Mariota and his Falcons. So let's get into that game just a little bit throughout the pod. And we will before, though, you and I had a discussion on the show today earlier today, the Rob Brown Show, which you can listen to the podcasted version if you'd like to by going to thefanupstate.com. We were talking about the performance of one P.J. Walker last week and a win over Tampa Bay. Now, we saw Tampa Bay lose last night in a close one to Baltimore. Tom Brady on a three-game losing streak. One of those games, of course, was at the bank. It is the first... Three-game losing streak for Tom Brady since 2002. A point in time when Lamar Jackson was five years old. A point in time where one Rob Brown was a junior in high school. The question is this. If P.J. Walker had a bit of a reemergence, and again, I... I can, we not,
0: pause, can we pause this a second? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's unfortunate Tom Brady's off the field stuff. I'm not laughing at that, but I is on the field. I got to take every opportunity I can to, to to laugh at that and those invisible violins that are playing in the air. As I heard you say, he lost three games in a row
1: for the first time since I was a junior in high school. Has Tom Brady lost three games in a row? Uh, For the record, I know that the overwhelming majority of you uh, don't know me personally. I'm old. All right. I'm 37 years old. Uh, I was a junior in high school the last time it happened. P.J. Walker in that game had himself a day. But it, it, it wasn't necessarily the most impressive day that that any quarterbacks had against the Buccaneers. It is not sending P.J. Walker to the Pro Bowl. 16 of 22, a buck, 77 and two touchdowns. But. For P.J. Walker, it was certainly a day. And my question that we asked on the show, and I'll ask it here on the pod, and we'll give you our answers, but certainly we want y'all's answer as well. Hit us on the social media, on Twitter, at The Rob Brown Show, or at Lonzo on Word. You can also search and subscribe to The Rob Brown Show and The Fan Upstate on Facebook as well, and give us your answer. If P.J. Walker was able to have a bit of a resurgence in the early days of the post-mat rule era in carolina is it possible that baker mayfield could do the same thing is it possible that sam Darnold could do the same thing and, and and i think and i do think it's been fair but lonzo and myself and a lot of y'all have placed a lot of the blame for the deadweight offense of the first 7 weeks of the season On Ben McAdoo. And I get it. He's the play caller. He's the guy with the clipboard. Telling us what to do. I understand that. But. Matt Rule leaves. PJ Walker has an okay day at LA. He turns around. He comes home. He puts up a pair of passing touchdowns. Makes DJ Moore. Finally look like DJ Moore. With seven grabs for 69. Nice and a touch as well. My question is. Is this. Is it possible. That some of the struggles offensively. Were that much on Matt Rule, and if that is the case, could we see an emergence of Baker Mayfield, a return to form of Baker that we saw in Cleveland? I know a lot of people have said when Baker was at Cleveland, he he played behind one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. He played with an outstanding set of wide receivers. Well, I got news for you: Carolina has quietly built one of the best offensive lines in the National Football League, and with DJ, TMJ and the rest of the gang have a good enough wide receiver core. He's now set up in Carolina in a way that he was very similarly set up in Cleveland with Matt gone with the resurgence of PJ Walker. When and if PJ does not perform and we go to the bench, could Baker step in and be the Baker Mayfield that we thought he was going to be, that we wanted to, him to be without Matt rule hamstringing the offense. If that is what was happening.
0: I think um, if, if you've lived for any period of time, you probably
1: worked. I have, I've lived for multiple periods (laughs) of time and
0: I've lived for more periods than you. If you, (laughs) if you have worked for a period of time, you have probably worked under a boss who was slightly oppressive, and, and he he brought you down to a degree. He didn't see your creativity. He didn't allow you to do the things that you do well. He wanted you to do, th- do things his way, even though it may bring down productivity. It's more about his way than it is uh, the best thing for the business or the team, if you will. Perhaps... We're seeing that situation with Matt Rule. Maybe uh, he has brought everybody down to a point that if P.J. Walker can excel, then why not Baker? I I don't see any reason why he could not. And do we hope for that situation, though? Or do we hope that P.J. Walker goes out there Sunday and tears it up again, and there's no thought at all about bringing anyone from the bench, no matter who they are, back there? I, I think... I think that's the scenario you got to root for, but if something were to happen and PJ gets taken out of the game and Baker goes in, I think we're going to see a different Baker. I think we're going to see a Baker who is free from the rule of rule.
1: The rule of rule, I like it. I like it. I, uh, you know, I've had that boss, that boss that you were just on, that hypothetical boss you were just talking about. I've had that boss. I worked for a radio station in Florida a number of years ago who uh, that at the time we had a host who was doing a not just college football only show, but a SEC only college football show. Right. You only talked about these 12 teams. It's 14 now. I know. But at the time, uh, those those latest two schools hadn't joined. You had 12 teams to talk about. And whenever that guy was out, they would call me up off of the bench to go fill in. And when I would fill in, I would talk about other stuff. And we got a good response. And then eventually I got my own show. And when I got my own show, uh, it was a night show from 9 p.m. to midnight. I was at the highlight of my popularity, obviously. When I got that show, it was an all-sports show as the Rob Brown show is now. And I did really well with that show. In fact, the numbers on my show were almost the same as the guy in the drive-time afternoon slot, which in radio is the crown jewel, right? So... Uh, eventually the host of the afternoon show went to jail and they moved me into that slot really as a stopgap at the time. But when I took over that slot, because they did not have anybody else nor the financial ability to hire anybody else. I said, I will do that show, but I want to do my show. I do not want to do his show where it's only SEC football. I want to do my show. And they really didn't have a choice. So I did my show. And when you know it, the numbers grew for that show. The numbers grew dramatically for that show and in that time slot. And after three or four months where the numbers were very evidently growing in that show, the boss comes to me and he's like, listen, it's not what we do. We do college football here. I want you to go back to college football. No NFL, no NBA, no MLB. I want you to do college football. And wouldn't you know it, the numbers went right back down? He basically made the radio station as a whole suffer to appease two or three clients who only wanted to advertise on a college football show. It was massively detrimental. Well, eventually that guy stepped aside for his own reasons, but he stepped aside. The new uh, guy that stepped in was like, Rob Brown, do your show. And wouldn't you know what? The numbers came back up, right? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not claiming to be a great radio show host. I am saying that when that guy got you, out of you, my you, way.
0: You have won awards. and things, That's true. So I mean, I am one. I'm just yeah, not okay. claiming that, all right? All right, right?
1: All right. Uh, <laughs> when that guy stepped out of the way and let us do our thing, all of a sudden we started winning again, right? Well, we got all the reports out over the last couple of weeks that Matt Rule's philosophy in Carolina was effectively beat everybody into submission, right? I am just going to keep frustrating you until eventually you go, you know what, screw this, I'm out. Well, here's the reality about that type of management. It will work eventually people will say, screw it. I'm not, it's not worth fighting anymore. Right. And they will lay down and they'll just do whatever you want, but it does not mean that you're going to find success. It just means you're going to have a lot of beaten down employees that don't really give a damn anymore, that don't care anymore. They're just there to go through the motions. And if that is indeed what the case was with Matt rule, then it would make sense that now that he's out of the way, now you've got Steve Wilkes, who is letting the guys be the guys. It would make sense that the team looks better again. Let's not pretend we're anything other than a 2 and 5 football team, right? Let's not start talking about the Super Bowl just yet. We are 2 and 5, and this game this weekend is for the divisional uh, divisional lead at 3 and 5 with a tiebreaker making the difference, which is great. I'll still take it. It's not what any of us expected, but we'd still be a 3 and 5 football team. We need to win two more in a row to get to 500. But the team last week looked a little more loose. It looked a little more comfortable with what they were doing. We saw the playbook opened up a little bit. We also saw them run the football the way that Lonzo has been screaming into a microphone for them to do for a number of months on this podcast as well. Matt Rule gets out of the way. Guys get to do what they do and do it the way that they do it. And all of a sudden, not only are we knocking off Tom Brady, again, a Buccaneers team that's three and five, but a win nonetheless, but now we got a chance for the divisional lead. If that is what happened to P.J. Walker, if that is what happened to the offense. So there is a chunk of me that is optimistic that a return to Baker Mayfield on the field. If we hit a spot where P.J. can't get it done and we turn back to Baker, there's a part of me that wonders, OK, if that is the case for the offense, if that's the case for P.J., Maybe we get that Baker that we wanted when we made that move for him. And my fingers, toes, and all available appendages are crossed for just that. All
0: right, so if if keeping P.J. Walker is the only way to win games the rest of the year, I'm down with that. Um, if Baker could do the same, the, the the question is, who's the more talented quarterback? Who's the better quarterback? I think you got to go with Baker Mayfield as far as that goes. But I also... I don't really blame Steve Wilkes for sticking with PJ Walker. Um, Plus, you can use the excuse that Baker's still coming off of uh, of an injury. Same with Sam Darnold, who was taking forever to get back from that injury. You know, I don't know if you noticed that. A, Dude,
1: those, those ankle sprains are no joke.
0: They they are, they are no joke. I, I know. And I, it's,
1: it's it's one of those injuries. Again, I'm not a doctor, nor did I stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night, but I've had bad ankles from basketball my entire life. It's one of those things that you can feel like you're 100%, and then you step off a stair the wrong way, and it sets you back three weeks.
0: You also save yourself some headaches by... Uh, Waiting until someone's 100. percent I'm just saying. Absolutely, you, you, you do that, and you you're airing on the side of ah, oh, we're just trying to take care of the player, or the person, but it also solves you some headaches because if PJ Walker were to struggle this week, there's going to be well, they're playing away, so you're probably not going to hear that much. Although some people will travel down to Atlanta. It's not that far from Atlanta uh, uh, from yeah, so Charlotte, it's a show, like three yeah. half hours. Yeah, it's hours. not that far. Um, but they're not showing up for games in Charlotte. They're probably not going to show up for games in Atlanta. I just, I mean, that's just a, a couple more wins that probably will change. Ah, uh, I hope PJ does really well. But I'm not going to be upset if they bring Baker in just because I want to see if what we're speculating is true or not.
1: Yeah, it, you know, and and listen to circle back around to Sam Darnold. If you got to include him in this discussion too, right? Like you, you got to hope that whatever folks saw in Sam Darnold. When they drafted him in New York, whatever it was that uh, Fitterer and Rule saw in Sam Darnold when we made the trade for him, that that's still in there. And it's a possibility that that shows out without Matt Rule, again, holding everybody back with his management style. But. You don't want to jump the gun on that too early because, like you said, the last thing you want is Sam Darnold's fine, he's working out, he's practicing, he shows up in the game, and he was 80% and not 100, and he steps on a shoelace the wrong way, and that ankle goes back to 30%. And now whatever opportunity, whatever optimism there was that Darnold takes that next step forward finally uh, would be gone with that injury, I think Wilkes is playing this the right way. You roll out PJ in the hot hand guy. If P.J. goes out there this Saturday or this Sunday against Atlanta, and Atlanta, by the way, that sounded like their 19th defensive back, they're banged up. If P.J. goes out there and he's not getting the job done through the air, you go to the backup, Baker Mayfield. You say, hey, we're taking the blinders off, right? We're letting you go be, ba- go be Baker Mayfield. We're going to run the ball. When we open it up, go be Baker Mayfield. You don't have to worry about Matt Rule or anybody else. And then if Baker can't finish this Sunday at Atlanta, Then maybe next weekend you go Baker to start and put Sam where Baker was and let Baker uh, go out there and give him one more shot before you move to Sam. And hopefully, of those three guys, one of those three guys will find a little bit of comfort without Matt Rule there hamstringing them. And I think that's the way you play it. I think it's the way we are playing it. I think it's a smart way to play it.
0: All right. so But in the end, the best-case scenario – P.J. Walker goes out there and tears it up. And there's no doubt that he needs to be the guy on the field because if he goes out there and he tears it up, he's tearing up Atlanta and the Panthers will come away with a victory.